Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra. I've forgotten what episode it is, Panda. Oh, is it 17? 17, 18? I think it is 17. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a terrible start, isn't it? Already? It's an awful start. Are you going to edit this tell. or leave this in for people? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is magic, isn't it? It's oh, 17, this is the magic 17. behind it. Right, okay. Episode 17. Yep. Right. <laughs> How have you been doing? Oh, it's been a good week, isn't it? It's been a good yeah. week. I've enjoyed it. Do you it. know? Do you know how many? How many DMs I've had about um, oral hygiene, oh, flossing, crikey. dental care. No, I'm I'm genuinely, uh, you know, I, you know, we'll, we'll get into a, a little plug in a minute about the the Patreon that I've started. But um, mm. in the Discord chat, I had, yeah. you know, a load of people who signed up, and then their first messages to me were about teeth rather than football or football index. And then I had so many DMs on Twitter, so many um, that were. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I've I've got quite a few. <laughs> I had someone who works, I think, for a for an oral care company and said he can hook me up. You shared that with me, didn't yeah. you? You sent me a text and he said, look, remind me, I'm not going to put the brand in, but he said, I must send you uh, some samples of Manufacturer X. <laughs> and I was thinking, crikey, far reaching, isn't it? As we storm up the iTunes charts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, saw... <laughs> I actually got, a, um, I got an email from a company called Chartable. Yeah. They chart loads of... They chart like all the different podcast apps and they said I'd reached or weed. I guess you can take half the credit. No, maybe, I'll tell you what, I'll, t- I'll take a tenth <laughs> of the credit. Um, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Uh, it was in the top hundred, yeah. some sort of a list. So I don't know what it was, but I'll take it. Whatever the list was. Yeah. Well, do you, do you know what? You deserve to hear this story very, very quickly. So go on. Oh, I think I told you before. Can I, can so... I just can I just say one thing? though? Go on. Um, this Sunday's pod coming up is both the best and the funniest of all time because SOTD Lee yeah, yeah, yeah. he we tells I think one of the funniest stories I've ever heard ever about him and an Alan, a life-sized Alan Shearer um, and I, I genuinely I was in stitches we almost had to stop it it was uh, it was so good but go oh, on I look no, forward to that no no my st- you've set me up to fail now it's not even a funny story but I just wanted to give you I think I've given you credit before for your podcasts but and so I was going to tell you a very quick story though it's not it's not hugely uh, funny anymore compared to Lee's life-size Alan Shearer one. But just your props to you. You're talking about your Patreon and the Discord chat. And I think people know your podcasts are a reason that I, I kind of deposited. And I just had a vivid memory this week of uh, listening to the ASP podcast, which, I don't know, God only knows what episode that was. Mm. Two or three years ago when you had him on? While away, when while he just ago, started yeah. his journey. And I remember listening to you both discuss it and it gave the platform such credibility and even back then you could see the potential where this platform was going to and you know we've started to see things now come to fruition maybe it's taken a little bit longer than some would have liked um, but obviously match engines and stage one of that i think is is part of the journey so yeah it's it's pretty neat how i just have that memory and obviously here i am now and we're doing a thursday show and obviously the market's flying and profits have been good so it's it's been a good two and a half years it's been a wonderful two and a half years. I mean, I think I was just looking. I, I do love when you when you post the the question tweet. Yeah, that we one get loads, which is amazing. So yeah. please keep throwing them up. But uh, when people say love the show, mm. it, it just makes it, it makes my day really because it feels like we've got our like radio show. When in reality, I'm in my mum's bedroom and you're probably in your um, in the in grand office amazing, in the in the, amazing... in the west in the west wing office. <laughs> <laughs> No, on, your, no. on your on your island in your kitchen <laughs> yeah, the with island. your bloody with your bloody amazing ceiling lights and no no uh... we you were overplaying this but the, <laughs> i've got an office but 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, honestly, honestly, it's it is heartwarming, and um, they, you know, the num the numbers and the, the fans. I mean, I joke mm. about it; they're not my fans, but the questions are genuinely fun. Um, yeah. And I think we try and give a balanced, balanced opinions. We try and be consistent. You know, you know where to find us every week. And I suppose what's the purpose of the show? Just to give a bit of a weekly recap, isn't it? Um, and in case people have been away or on holiday, gives them a chance to listen to some of the major headlines. Yeah. Well, I mean, we usually, you usually tell me what you've been doing this week, don't you? I mean, that's where I, I, all the... Yeah, I do, but I've not... I've not you've not, not been to Dundon? Not, this not really. Week. I thought because there's so much football that's returned, we could jump straight in. I've been listening. Mm. The only thing of my slight interest I could tell you about is uh, I've been reading about the world's most ferocious predator. Do you have any <laughs> idea what that what that is? Define ferocious. Is it like the, the, the one that kills the, the most people? Or... Um... Well, I haven't actually got a definition for it, but <laughs> I, I guess my definition is it's got the tools of the trade which make it the most ferocious predator in the world. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Is it um, is it some sort of big cat? It could be, but it's not. No, okay. it All is right. the jumping spider. Right. Okay. Yeah, And you may laugh, but this, this little bad boy, it jumps 50 times its body length, right? 3D wow. vision, like you can't imagine. And 3D? The, 3D. How does that yeah. work? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. What do you mean? We're all 3D. Oh, we are, aren't we? Do you know what I... Oh, do you know what someone... Um, I, was re- I was reading this book. I'm reading this book, uh, Super Forecasting. Um, oh, based on it. my life story, yes. Yes, based on your life story. We'll get to your <laughs> near, near, near yeah, win yeah, there yeah, with the third yeah, engine. Yeah. But uh, they were saying how um, dragonflies, they have mm. lenses. They have, like, thousands of lenses in each eye, and they can see perfectly you know side yeah. to side forward yeah, back yeah, like yeah, everywhere yeah. at the same time so i don't know what 3d vision no, looks to be like honest, let's put 3d vision to one side because i heard it on a podcast a science podcast i listened to but, but the point is it's got vision it can see almost well it's endless the vision it's got and the ability for it to stalk its prey it ambushes opposition spiders and it loses sight of the spiders but it's got such an advanced brain that it can recalibrate and disappear and kind of map where the spider or where the prey is and it can kind of go around the houses and then drop down above it and kill it. I've read if the jumping spider was the size of a poodle, they would literally run the world. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're laughing. If, no, honestly, they're so small, but if you made them a poodle, they would roam oh and run the world. They are that lethal. So, yeah, people, you must oh, talk to your loved ones often. about this. Talk to your loved ones tonight. Google it and, and let me know about this jumping spider. Because it kept me up one night uh, thinking about it. So, um, But apart from that, you know, I haven't uh, been to a lot. I don't often cry in laughter, but this, this, this episode and this... The one that I, I recorded know. with Lee. I I've both what, been I, in actual tears. I don't know what's Recor- so funny. This is a this is a fearsome beast. It lives in the tropics. Oh, where, um, where is it kind of based usually? It's based in the tropics in the rainforests, I believe. Yeah. Bloody hell! It's called the right. Porsche uh, genus. Oh, um, okay. So can, yeah, but that's for people to look up. But um, yeah, should we move on to the Bundesliga? Uh, just before that, just oh, before that, yes. you mentioned you mentioned the Patreon that, that I'd set up. Well, I mentioned oh, it, you mentioned it. But yeah, yeah. if you guys haven't already signed up, um, then do at least have a look. Patreon.com forward slash FI Guide. Amazing content coming out there soon. 
the Discord chat is already is already popping off, isn't it, Panda? I mean, you, you've I've, I've finally got you in there. I've stuck um, my, I've stuck my head in there. I'm I can't. I've seen a few combos between you and Carl Brown at about one thirty a.m. Waking up to see them. Quite, yeah, quite, quite funny to read. But uh, we've had some interesting chats there. I think we've had some interesting i think i posted some data on the 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 trends the google trends data on football index and i compared it to my youtube analytics and my podcast data and i think that's always it's always been a really good indicator for me and i'm not saying this this means i i have some sort of like crystal ball but it's always been a good indicator and barometer for me to see when the next kind of run in the market is to see mm. the next kind of boom and i think you know you're you're the you're the professional speculator but i've been mm, mm. reasonably accurate in predicting when we see booms i think even when we had the uh, january influx of users i said to you i think it's mm. going to be i think we're going to see feb uh, late Jan, Feb, mm, rather mm. than early December. But anyway, yeah. Well, guys... so, so, someone can pull, someone can pull you up on this because you put out a tweet last. It might have been Easter or June 2019, and you said the next six months will be the easiest it's been to make money on Football Index, and you you saw this rising trend kind of in front of you via some of the tools you've got, and uh, I think you got it you got it spot on. Generally, gen, gen, uh, generally speaking, you've been quite accurate with that. Um, so you're you're predicting a bit of a summer boom. Yeah, I I am. I think yeah. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm. I might actually write a blog on it because I don't want to. It could be a whole podcast, couldn't it? The, it the could. Yeah. I want. Yeah. 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 Very we'll, exciting. We'll get into it. But if you if you guys do want to check the Patreon out, Patreon.com forward slash fi guide. Three pound, five pound, eight pound, twelve pound tiers. Three pounds, you get an extra bit of the the podcast, a bonus five minutes. You get it at least uh, a few hours early, if not up to twenty four hours early. Uh, you know, early access, early bird tickets to all the, the events we do, such as the, you know, the quizzes, the uh, live podcasts, wherever they may be in the future, online or not. Five pound gets you a, an extra week, uh, monthly uh, blog post from me uh, on kind of like uh, the state of play in the market and also um, an extra 15 minutes behind the scenes uh, podcast kind of detailing my strategy a bit about kind of what content I've, I've been creating and, and how I've seen that developing. Eight pounds is the discord tier so that gives you access to the discord which is great fun and also get some amazing insights in there from some amazing traders you can chat to, to me panda etc whenever you like and uh, on whatever you like whether it be killer spiders or uh trent alexander arnold as headhunter keeps bloody getting on my back to kind of mention on the podcast and 12 pounds we're going to be doing some well not we i'm going to be doing some webinars alongside some great traders uh which will be live streamed for up to 100 people and then uh it will be put out on the patreon afterwards which should be really good fun as, and also hopefully provide a lot of value to some uh, traders who decide to take the plunge bundesliga bundesliga yeah yeah so where, where to start i mean i think it's interesting to note that i was i was i was conscious about injuries before this started so before we get into the games you know there's a lot of games in a short time frame for, for footballers and we've got five substitutions which can play a bit of a habit can't it chasing pb wins and also small muscular injuries and i have to say and i wrote this down to ask you did you think the tuesday and wednesday games were a little bit flat compared to the weekend do you think the standard of football was as high do you think a little bit of gas you know they were, they were running on empty gas tanks um on tuesday wednesday yes yes mm, um yeah. it's that I I seem to think I I haven't seen a team finish strongly so far. Mm, um, mm. I think the beginning of the Bayern Dortmund game was so so uh, intense 
the first the first 30 minutes 30 minutes felt, was it, felt a it was like a top basket. level game top it, level yeah, game and wasn't it, it it felt a bit like the nba in terms of end to end open green spaces Bayern were quite vulnerable a couple of times weren't they to to holland um mm. yeah it was exciting first 30 minutes was probably the best football we've seen or most exciting <laughs> since it returned and then i just felt yeah they started running on empty reserves a little bit mm um, um but, sorry i just i've gone <laughs> just see on, a funny tweet you? where no no pietro pellegri's been linked to united by football italia oh no <laughs> and football index sod's uh obviously got hard on doesn't he <laughs> why um, does it, did he answer that on sunday why he keeps buying in ones oh you have to wait and listen because it's, okay. just, it's need... just so so funny but um i do i do want to say a couple of things in the business league. yeah they did but yeah the first 30 minutes was really really intense as we've just discussed but I, I even think about you know the fittest players right on that pitch if you think about the 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 alibas the um the uh the harlands the alfonso davies the the Lewandowski's, the the guys that you expect to be the most physically, you know, ready, that the guys who are physical specimens in in those two sides. And I looked at, I think, Alfonso Davies after he did his first few sprints, and he looked really, really like really tired. And a few times, what they, what him and Alaba started doing, they started stepping up on Haaland's runs. And if they had a, maybe a Sancho there on the right-hand side instead of a Hazard, or if Brandt had gotten his head up a few times, they really would have been caught out a few times. And then towards the end of the game, obviously Haaland got injured. Um, Lewandowski could not make it stick. And I, I, Alfonso Davis didn't make a front run. He didn't make a forward no. run. No, I, I, I don't know if that was tactical, though. T- two things, maybe. Two maybe. things on that. Yeah, I think Dortmund went into that and it was a bit of, a, a bit of an unfair fight. Because if you'd have had Sancho fully fit, which we can come on to later, uh, his lack of fitness, but a fully fit Sancho with his mate Hakimi on the right-hand side, that is a game-changer. That offers up so many more problems to Alfonso Davis. I mean, Davis is an incredible left-back. and he's Oh, he, was, he looks ridiculous. Honestly, he? he's ridiculous. He, I have oh. not seen... The last time I was... Sh- I mean, Adama Traore probably in the Premier League. Really, yeah. Really fast. But yeah. I remember, you know, Gareth Bale against Inter those two legs when he absolutely tore my con to shreds. Yeah, yeah. It was that level of kind of like, and he's even, he doesn't look like he runs fast, Davies. He doesn't, because with no, Bale, you see the power, but with, yeah. he's like running on water, Davies. Yeah, he's got a beautiful first touch, is not he? And he's mm. like, his hips are, are sort of agile, and he, he just, <laughs> he, mo- he just moves nicely. Like, in the NFL, there's a position called a cornerback, and they defend wide receivers, and it's funny, but we talk about having flexible, fluid hips, so you can kind of cover inside and outside when you're up against the receiver you know you can twist and run and just change direction and he just he's such an athlete and he, but he's vulnerable and he makes mistakes but they didn't have the firepower to exploit it and um that was where sancho was was massively missed and when some other key personnel were like brad went off at half I, I think the main ones were, were chan and witzel in midfield i chan genuinely and think ma- Dortmund massive, win that game yeah, you I put did. chan and witzel against Kimmich and Goretzka is game over, isn't it? They eat those boys up. Chan, Witzel, you, you get the, the dovetail, but we get the partnership of Hakimi and a fully fit Sancho down the right. You get a fully fit Brandt who could play 90 minutes because he was taken off, I think, with a knock at half time. Mm. Haaland is another one. Why the coach played him for 90 minutes last Saturday when they yeah. were cruising? 
and flogged him and then brought him into this game and then he picks up the muscular injury. I think it's muscular, but we don't know. Do you know what do we know what it is yet? We we don't I've seen inside of the knee, I've seen side strain. I haven't actually had confirmation on it yet. He, I long. thought it might have been his groin when I first Maybe groin there you go, groin. So I don't think there's some good injury websites out there actually which um Can I know. can I ask actually just while we're on it, what did you yeah. make of his price action when he got injured? Well yeah, that's a really, really good question because if I give I, us a pat on Go on. I'm I'm kind of taking bits of the ME conversation that we're going to have in a minute. Yeah, well, this, well hey. I think we deserve a bit of a pat on the back because the, some of the some of the challenge before ME was launched was that the pri- the market buy price would drop to the last exchanged um, matched engine price. So if you were matching Harland at eight pounds ten on his injury, the market buy price would drop to that. Well, that that isn't happening, is it? The, the matching engine isn't affecting the market buy price. So whereas before, I think Harland, when he goes down there, there may have been some panic and instant selling going through, and he may have dropped to £8.20 or £8.15. We didn't see that. We saw the market buy price hold, and all that happens is the spread increases. So this is a new dynamic for traders to, to, to kind of think about. Um, for the buyers that are picking up Harland at £8.10, well, he's moving into your portfolio with 30p profit, isn't he? So this is a new dynamic, which probably hasn't been discussed enough, um, but I think it's fascinating. And it, and, and I was going to ask you, I mean, last year we had the famous Dybala, uh, Paolo Dybala. For those of you who were on it la- long enough, he was linked to Manchester United last year. Some very strong sources, Fabrizio Romano, etc., etc. And the deal fell through on a Sunday and he crashed by about a pound. Mm. That probably doesn't happen, does it, under the current phase of uh, ME? No. At the same time, uh, like, if you... I think there's been a bit of conversation about kind of, like, valuing your portfolios at whatever sell price, right? Which I personally don't think matters because it, it, it seems a bit silly. I mean, it's no different to when we, you know, had instant sell tap on the fi provided you know if everyone still used the market sell price as their portfolio value but sold everyone via instant sell then that's not accurate either i just i don't get that anyway we won't, we won't get into that because we talked about a lot about with sotd that goes out on sunday but um yes however i think there might be a maturing process on the sell side with these MEs, and I'll exp- I think we've talked about it privately. But I think with okay, let's use Ode Nagalo as an example. The logical thing that maybe should have happened, right? He 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 gets some bids in at one pound eleven, whatever his lower, uh, you know, the bid, yeah, lower side of the ME price, right? What you'd want if you're a trader that thinks, right, okay, there's no way I'm going to get any money out of this guy ever again because he's going to China and he's going to retire there with his five hundred million pound contract, however much they're offering. Right, let's put this hypothetically. What you'd probably logically see in an actual market if they were to use this sort of system, which is very unique, obviously unique to a football index, you'd see people market sell, like listing and listing and listing, right? Until maybe you'd see people bidding at a certain price where that bid zone becomes uh, obviously larger from a price standpoint. As in, you might see 60p bids if people have lowered him down to pound thirty, say, with market sell. And then that kind of dynamic becomes a lot more fluid because people are unlisting and they're instant selling and people who have already bought a market selling. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it becomes a bit more fluid and it becomes a bit more of a 
more of a market within a market, but we're not seeing that currently. We're just well, seeing... I don't think we've got enough liquidity if... for that yet. Do, do no, we? no, no. But no, but we kind of do though. In that in that instance, if everyone thought that they couldn't get that, or let's say ninety percent of people thought that that was it for Odiagalo, we surely should have seen a lot more listing, right? Well, no, because I think people realise there's going to be no buyers. Well, it depends how low you get it though. And also, and also, if you yeah, if you if you list them enough, then you could unlist some of your shares and... you see i think but i think i think traders are fairly wise and shrewd out there so if Odi Nagalo has been market listed for 10 or 15p you're probably not going to get a continuation of people listing him because you're thinking well i'm 15p behind i'm, I'm there's 15p's worth of q in yeah. front of me so at that point they're probably going to start trying to snipe and take the the match engine on yeah. the pathway aren't they but i do yeah. know what you mean i think it's something we can get to today. Maybe another, it's a better example week, if you used Harland, for example. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. Potentially it is, yeah, yeah. I do think we've got a phase two, maybe even a phase three, and there is some maturing of this, and we this isn't the end of it. But I guess this is where we are until the 31st of July. Mm. And well, people think... are loving it, aren't they? They are, they are. I mean, I'm loving it. I think The buzz is back. It's mm. brilliant. Uh, what, what phase two, I'm presuming, is going to be some sort of transparency in the bids? Um, yeah, I don't know if that's phase two or three market depth. I've seen mm. a screenshot. What would phase two be if it wasn't market depth? Well, I think there's a lot of tweaks. So for me, the, the quick fixes, I'd like it to become a lot slicker. You know, I think at the moment, i tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm going to steal a post from, uh, is it Football Index LDN? A wonderful account. Um, he, he puts some imp potential improvements on and maybe I'll just tweet it, but I agree with all of them. Like, you know, at the moment your bids are subtracted from your P and L. So you kind of lose track. I think that can be fixed. Um, you can't click on a player once he's in the bid section. I think that can be tweaked. You can't adjust your bids. So whereas on Betfair, you place a, a bet and it remains unmatched. You can toggle it up and down to move and edit the price of the bet that you want. I think that can be added to make it a lot slicker. You have to continually accept price movement with every bid. Can this be set to a default, you know, in your options screen? Um, so I think there's eight or nine small improvements which add up to make a, an enhanced user experience and quite a large enhanced experience. So phase two to me, I think um, I think we get those kind of polishing up of certain areas. Do we get market? I guess we should get market depth, yes. And I wonder if we'll get any type of mechanic which which lowers the price slightly if a huge a huge lot of matching goes through um, but that is quite a complicated topic it is i think there is i actually think that they probably went out with it and said wow this is hopefully going to go really well and then we'll have a few tweaks i don't think they anticipated as much feedback as they have in terms of how many little tweaks they probably have to do no no i don't i don't and um yeah, I, and then what is it? The market cap, and just bringing up here a tweet from Index Trek. Uh, I think that's at Index Trek. Let me just find him. You know the guy. Track, really Index Trek. Sorry, yes. sorry, Track. Not Trek. Uh, <laughs> no, no, sounds like Shrek. Um, he, we've got seven, how much? Four, four million inflow in the last week. Wow. And that's an incredible volume. I mean, if that's you think a lot the market, if the market cap in April went up, I think by about 17, I think three of it was unlisting, and then you had a plus 17 on top of that. If we've had four in the last week, it shows the vibrancy of it. And you can tell that from looking at the timeline. Mm. I mean, we're going to come on to <laughs> in a minute, but you, you can see that the buzz is back. Uh, I think it's all been in good 
good humour. I think it's mm. healthy to have debates on players. And uh, so that's back with abundance. And uh, did you watch some... any other Bundesliga games? Yeah, let me just Sorry think. Well, uh, no, no, go on, go on. I think we've got to move on from that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really. Dortmund was the big one for me, and we've, we've got to say, haven't we? Sancho isn't right at the moment. And that's oh yeah. Hurting. It doesn't look right, does it? it? Doesn't look. I thought his touches were good, but clearly he's carrying something. Uh, there's an, whether there's extra weight. It's hard to tell how much, but he oh, doesn't I kind of think right. he doesn't look bothered. Really? Mm. Mm. I don't know what I think. I don't know. I just maybe think he he's kind of being quite conservative and doesn't want to doesn't want to risk a big move. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Mm. maybe you, it, if you're, you're you're 20 you've got the uh, the biggest move of your career coming up mm, mm. uh one that completely changes the you know the the lives of your you your family your, yeah. your kids your grandkids like are you going to risk it going into a 50 50 against someone against in, uh, oh, in, in, in Frankfurt? i don't, I don't, I don't know. know because he's, he's going for the they're going for the bundesliga and i think yeah he, he knows yeah. the world's eyes are on Ooh, him. did you did you see that that rumors of harland liking that tweet yeah, I did actually. He, tw- he tweeted about Sancho's weight or lack of fitness, didn't he? Well, he he liked a tweet. He actually. liked a tweet, and that's, which and is the I same thing. It's I think he's Unliked it, unliked it since. But oh, um... there you go. Okay, so that's yeah, that's quite controversial, isn't it? Um, I, yeah. So the other thing I do, Kai Havertz, by the way, just quick story on him. I mean, he was playing at seventeen, first team football, doing his school exams. And how great is it to see that maturity of a player come through and turn into, you know, an elite star? And you compare that, and you know, it's fair to do. Someone I really liked when they made their debut, I don't know if the listeners have seen him, was Josh McEachran. I believe he came on for Chelsea at a similar age to when Havertz started playing. And it was against Liverpool in a Capital One Cup. And maybe I get picked up on this, but that's just my memory. It just came into my mind. And Josh McEachran was incredible on that debut. And his career, sadly, hasn't mapped out. And mm. I guess there's loads of examples like that, isn't it? We we know the risks of youth and, you know, it's their career arcs obviously aren't going to all fast forward and, and turn into mm. world stars. But Kai Havertz, um, yeah, he just, he looks the polished product. Looks a very good player. I've always thought that if he moved positionally, he'd move deeper as like a number eight. And it's really surprised me to see him kind of flourishing in this false nine role. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I know it surprised me actually. It surprised me. Could he be a good option for Liverpool as a false nine? Does he tick enough of the boxes? <sighs> oh, that's a, that's a shout, isn't it? Mm. I just I struggle to see anyone apart from Kareem Benzema that could play that Firmino role as well mm. as Firmino. Like, mm. I just, I just, it's such a unique way of playing to be so effective off the ball and then be so um incisive and and kind of cut through the fences mm, on the ball mm, is mm. alongside having the kind of dribbling ability and yeah, kind yeah, of the, yeah. the, the the ability to to retain possession it's fairly obvious in hindsight isn't it why Klopp didn't like us called crocked Sturridge who didn't have the same <laughs> pressing ability and stamina I mean a lot of the a lot of the fans at the time were clamoring well, that's why he played him out wide all the time didn't he yeah I know I know but a lot of fans a lot of the pundits who would get paid a lot of money were all Kind of thinking, why you know, they were slamming the decision and were pushing for for storage at the time. Uh, do you remember when De Bruyne? This is random. Do you remember when De Bruyne tore up Germany and he arrived mm. over in England? And if you're watching European football at the time, you knew this guy was you know the business. And Paul yeah. Merson and the Jack Saturday <laughs> lads were just ripping the transfer and like, who is this guy? Like, how, they get a lot wrong those Sky Sports pundits. They get so much wrong. 
They don't they, watch they football outside than us. The pre- they do. They do. They yeah, way more wrong. Than it us. takes them doing as well. Because we, have you have you found it humorous to hear uh, Steve McManaman commenting? <laughs> Um, on some of these games he's he's yeah, horrific isn't he, he? he's he horrific we gave it. Owen Hargreaves a lot of credit last week but I'm we not, not a massive fan of, uh, mm. of Keown or McManaman but um, McManaman and, <sighs> what about I watched, I watched a bit of the Leipzig game yeah what the 5-0 or the uh, I, watched, well, they... I watched most of the 5-0 and yeah. I watched about 55 minutes of this 2-2 mm. and again same thing they looked fucking cracking for 30 minutes but mm, mm. It's a, it's a big know. thing to consider. The PB is yeah. going to be difficult. We're going to get a lot of rotation, and, a lot of substitutions. This is the one thing I want to talk to you about, actually. Do you think a lot of people have been really disappointed by how their players that they've bought from Germany have performed? Because yeah. Yeah. some of the favourites haven't won. We saw Leverkusen get battered, what, 4-1? And we saw Leipzig obviously draw to, to uh, Berlin. Um, we obviously saw you know Dortmund lose at home. Uh, where, whereas if they had the crowd behind them, maybe those odds would have been a bit different. I think I saw Bayern at 1.83 favourites. Like you as a Betfair trader, I think we've we've had some conversation. You've been very slow mm. in kind of dipping your toe mm. back in the water. Mm. And obviously with FI, it's a bit different because prices can rise and obviously you can mm. make profit, uh, profit without mm. even mm. players kicking a ball. But, you know, do you think that there's a lot there in terms of not actually you know, being as confident with your trading because of the behind-closed nature of the... Uh, yeah, for, the, for me, there is a lot of variables and uh, up in the air. And, and from a Betfair point of view, I haven't placed a bet on a football match since football's returned because there are some unknowns. Um, I haven't got loads of data about football behind closed doors. And something I listen to a lot and tune into is the crowd. And I, I say this time and time again, you know, the, and the expectation of a crowd can be a hindrance as well as kind of pushing you onto another gear. You know, if you're expected to beat a team and it's nil-nil after 20, 30 minutes, the crowd do get a bit antsy and start to sigh if you hit a shot over the bar. And, you know, I'm always looking for those players who can kind of rise above that and kind of ignore that crowd anticipation or the moans and groans. Um, home field advantage is is a real thing. Um, and Henri, well, I think we've spoke about this on the podcast before. I mean, someone like Henri said when they moved from Highbury to the Emirates, Hmm. He knew at Highbury where one of the posts was behind the goal. So instinctively, he knew where the goal was. And he kind of knew, you know, he had a sixth sense about where to hmm. get his shot off and where to aim for based on geographical landmarks at the stadium. <laughs> so home field is a thing. Also, other, other intangibles, like how close the tunnels were. I mean, you've got loads of accounts of people just saying that standing next to that Invincibles team so close in yeah. those tunnels yeah. was... You, you lost the game yeah. because you just looked at them and you were like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I've got a little bit of a knock. I mean, I'm not playing yeah, yeah, too yeah. well. How the hell am I going to, how how am I competing with Patrick Vieira in central yep. midfield? Dennis Burkamp's going to give me the run around. Thierry Henry is going to threat, uh, like yeah. kill me down the left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those little intangibles we don't think. And then you move to the Emirates and suddenly like, it's, you know, loads of space in there. Everyone's shaking hands. It's a bit more kind of corporate love formal Sig- in that I'd tunnel. Love Sigmund- you know, like Sigmund Freund, the psychology guys out there, maybe FBI, I don't know. Like, I, I've studied a lot like home advantage. And, you know, I think a lot of people believe that athletes always go out there and give, 100, give 100%. And they do try to. I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying anyone match fixes. But I can, I can assure you that from my betting, you just can't always get and tap into that extra reserve. And fans there can 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 give that extra. I mean, 
if everyone played at the same level every single week, the results would all be so predictable, wouldn't they? Yeah. But they're not because teams have off days, bad days. Crowds make a difference. So to answer, that's a really long-winded answer, but to answer your question, I haven't been doing the kind of betting on football matches. I focus more on football index. And I think a lot of other friends I know have done the same. So I think the volume on football index, traded-wise, our bet's gone up compared to kind of football betting recreationally. This is such a good segue because I actually texted you. I said, um, look at Kimmich's reaction after the game and how, uh, it, because it was pretty much the title sewn up with that win, but he was, you know, he was so ecstatic and, uh, you know, he was uh, pumping his fist, like, yeah, celebrating yeah, wildly. Mm. It does mean a lot to these players. Like they're not going out and just like not really giving a shit, are they? No, no. They, and the wor- and the world's on them. I think they're proud to be back. They know everyone's watching. Mm. And I'd love to play, you know, in front of all of those eyes. Well, there'll be some that do and some obviously that may feel the pressure. Um, but mm. and should we should we quickly should we discuss Kimmichgate quickly? Well, that, that is that was my that was your segue. segue was well, what about this on Twitter? It feels like <laughs> World War Three has erupted. Um, my tweet obviously got a little bit of traction, but there were also f- many other people that were tweeting about oh, Kimmich. What's your tweet? I, I put go look at it. I put what I'd been. You keep you keep, you keep, yeah, so you keep let, stalling for me. Let's be clear. So. I've been wrong on so many players in the past. That's how I want to introduce this segue. And I will continue to be wrong on players. I mean, I thought Boga, for example, was coming back to Chelsea. Like, wrong. I thought, who's that guy? Savanier was going to turn into the Zinedine Zidane at Montpellier. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. So, you know, it, it, my we all get things wrong. And so, I mean, with Kimmich, you know, it, it's an interesting one because... I think Don, who is a big Kimmich holder, uh, said something very accurate this week. Like, we need to try and move on from the defender um, position comparisons. And, and that's a fair point. He isn't a defender. He isn't playing there at the moment. And he doesn't look likely to go back there. So let's put that to one side. I mean, you've got a world-class player, very strong PB baseline. He's going to go deep into tournaments for Bayern and for Germany in that pivot position. You know, the, the kind of DM position, uh, the pivot two. And I love Joshua Kimmich. My issue is with him and why I don't particularly rate him as an exceptional DM um, FI hold that isn't in the real world. That's on Football Index is because of the goal threat. And I could well be proven wrong on this because, you know, he can go on and develop his game. He might make more runs forward. There are definitely um, factors and reasons why he could fly. You know, you've also got maybe a player of the month or the SMDD, Super Match Day points that would come back. So I wouldn't, you know, personally just write him off or anything like that. But my opinion is if I was going to value him, I personally have him about £3. So if I was going to bid on him, I would bid about 275 And I think that was my tweet, really. Um, you know... I look at players, I also love guys like Rodri at Manchester City. I love Fred at Manchester United. Um, they're £2.36 and £1.65. And I agree they should be lower than Kimmich. Kimmich is better than them. And that's saying a lot because Rodri's great. But, you know, I look at the goal threat of Kimmich. Kimmich has played 18 times in in a kind of defensive midfield role this year. And I think he's, his expected goals is 0.03 per game. Um, he's above that. I think he's got two goals from that position this year. But... I just prefer players that are kind of boom or bust, you know, feast or famine. So I'm happy if a player is going to pick up a 90, a 110, a 110 
if he's then going to explode for a 300 or a 350. Mm. You know, I'm looking for four monster scores per year to, to well, bring me dividends. Well, it's interesting because the, the guy on his team that does that fairly often is kind of the opposite of the antithesis of Kimmich, I guess, is Serge Gnabry, is he? Who's also been a hot topic. And, I mean, it just sprung to mind because of how you described it. But they are... It's going to be so interesting. You've got two guys, similar ages similar profiles they both play for germany um maybe you'd say that serge gnabry has more of a chance in, for a transfer in the future but maybe he doesn't you know he's german he wants to play for Bayern munich wants to win trophies there etc maybe has a forward change but at the moment in their current stages it's going to be really interesting to see how those two prices track in the next 12 to 18 months because as you said you've got one guy who he'll get an 80 he'll get 100 he'll get 120 and then he'll get 290 and then a 270 and then not win pb for the next six months and then mm. you've got a guy who on most bronze days is pretty odds on to win pb isn't he you know if he if he gets more than six corners in a game and yeah. gets a few ball recoveries and ends up hitting a 190 not going to be likely beaten unless uh, no. another midfielder such as Serge Grabry scores a couple um, not... so yeah it's going to be really interesting to see and i and i don't really want to make predictions as to who i put my hat on but it's it's just kind of fascinating to see those two arguments side by side. Yeah, I mean, I think Kimmich is going to win dividends. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Yeah. But for me, I just, I don't know if he'll win enough to justify the £4.50 price tag. I don't think he will. But as I say... What, what, what variables would need to change for you? Is it just simply the, the um, goal threat to make you interested yeah, yeah. in him? It's mainly the goal threat, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I buy the argument that he can grow into the role because he's a fairly mature player now and he's played quite a lot of minutes in that position. He can get better, but I guess I want to see an advancing of his position um, in terms of where he plays the games, especially against weaker opposition. You know, will he step up the pitch and get more involved in play in the final third? We know he's going to be that human metronome and he's going to set things up and, and pick up those pass points, but I just need explosiveness and... There's just other options, I think, in and around that, that I would put my hat on. But again, there are many ways to win that Kimmich bet. Um, it, it's just not for me. And it, maybe it's a personality thing as well. Um, but I think the debate on Twitter, you know, it's all been in, it's all been in good, good humour. I mean, you know, I don't think anything crosses the line. I think it's healthy. I mean, obviously, potentially 10 or 20% are out there trying to get a lower bid price and trying to kind of play the game and be cheeky with it. But for me, I quite enjoy debating these prices and um, there's kind of no, no offense intended with it, but yeah, I'm I'm quite a way off his market buy price and we shall, we shall watch, I guess over the next six months to a year. Mm, very interesting. Well, I think we've got next on our list is uh, cause we've talked about the Emmys a little bit, haven't we? Mm, we Unless have, you've got yeah. any, any other notes to, to add? Not, not really. No, no, no. We've got data. We'll likely have some questions. We've got some questions. We've got a data question later. Because I had this data piece last week to talk about. I just wanted to. Well, let me throw it in. Maybe I haven't looked at the questions. Go on, throw it in. It's just a three-minute piece. Have you noticed with the Martin Ballons and other accounts that are using wonderful visual graphics? I picked him out, but it's only because he's in the forefront of my mind. But in our own community, we've got some great statistical minds. But do you see a movement? more and more reliance on data because as you know i'm not a massive data head i use data as a bit of a, a piece to the jigsaw puzzle but there are many weaknesses with data and i'll always back myself to kind of spot those weaknesses in a model or an algorithm and work my way you know uh, with the intangibles around that do you think we're moving towards the you know, have you seen i guess let me rephrase this question have you seen 
data becoming a bigger factor in terms of price movements on FI compared to three years ago? Uh, no. Oh, not really. Okay. Not really. Uh. Um, I mean, obviously, there's more of it available, uh, but... You don't think there's more sophistication from three years oh, ago? Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. The sophistication is getting great. You know, when you've got guys like Kay Brown, like F.I. Ben, like oh, Alpha brilliant. Chaser, like yep. all these guys doing doing this essentially for free, right? You, you've exactly. got the amazing exactly. insights, um, whoever they're affiliated with. They're, they're doing all these things People love them. off their own yeah. back. And, yeah. and they're great. And I think F.I. Ben's comparison things was really good because the reason why I thought that was really good was because I looked at some of them and me and you discussed them and we saw one as a positive and you saw it as a negative. Yeah. So we saw player X and player Y and you were like, wow, player X actually blows them out of the water. And I was like, well, actually, yeah, player, you like y player, y. Only, yeah. player Y only loses by like this much here and that much here. And he's he's got this much more yeah, of his and career. He's got, and he's got, you know, a change yeah. of manager or a change of position. Yeah. That's the beauty yeah. of it, isn't it? When you can use so, it and, and yeah. So I really, I really like that, and yeah, mm. for sure. Like um, some people looked at the, the Odegaard and the Havertz piece and, and bought Odegaard, for example. And mm. maybe that was that's going to be a bad move if we look back at it twelve months, but might be a, an amazing move. We mm. don't know. Mm. But the reason why I liked that bit a lot, and I think it was a, uh, I think with people like Index Track that you mentioned as well, giving that kind of other. Uh, the tertiary side of the data where it's actually to do with fi i, I think it's all really yeah. really good the more of it the better um i still think there are not that many people using data which is right. why i think maybe the prices aren't driven as heavily as they should be by data because if everyone was using data as much as we should or as much as they could rather yeah, yeah. not should because you shouldn't do what you shouldn't want to do as much as you could then uh prices might be slightly different for one reason or another if that mm, makes sense mm. it's, yeah yeah i'll tell you something interesting i read this week the hardest position to recruit for using data is a box-to-box midfielder and if you think about one of the greatest premier league box-to-box midfielders of all time yaya Torre, he didn't even play that role at barca you know so you, the best scouts fi traders gamblers recruitment personnel coaches they've got vision and they can take someone's tool set and they can kind of mold it and adapt it can't they into a new role and yeah it, you're always going to get that and i and I, I love that side of things as well. like, like what what data analyst sees a colo torre playing in central midfield and then makes him the, the there you go of a, there you go yeah, yeah. defense do you know what i mean it's like possible it's like who um you know afonso davies bought him as an as a winger like you know there was no scout who said you know what you know what um who was kovac at the time you know what kovac i reckon this boy's gonna do you a job at left back mm. like no 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 one in the world said that no Talking about a, a flair winger when he came in from from uh the us so yeah 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 you know you, you get him in and you know you see some of these attributes you try him out because of injury he does really well same thing with bakayo saka yeah you know, the, the furthest back he'd played in his career was left wing back for you know as, for, mm. as a, uh, mm. substituting him for someone that was injured there's too many nuances and i think this is why we've both said that even if there were no dividend increases ever from x point right there are there is no model that can predict a player's career so it's impossible for us to have fully um uh efficient prices even some recruit even some recruitment guys data analysts that i've actually spoken to over the years so they use data to cast a net out and they use data yeah. to kind of capture a large pool of players. And then they go and watch them and think about, do they fit with the team? 
are they physically and athletically ready? You know, have they dominated youth football because they're just physically stronger than anyone else? Anyone else, and then they're going to lose that edge when they step up. So, yeah, yeah it is, data I, is fascinating. with um, Jordan Kenny, who's who's done a lot of kind of oh, coaching yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. work with players in the, in the past. And I was saying how Francis Kagagao, the Arsenal scout, sometimes likes to uh, note down or watch list players based on their gait. <laughs> which is yeah. really interesting isn't it yeah. like yeah. in in 30 years we might have uh you know a computer algorithm that can kind of categorize players by the way they walk or the way they run or the way they their hips move as you kind of move talked about earlier but at the moment we can't and it's it's kind of like those little nuances and those variables that really can make one trader have an edge over another um but i think we've talked about this <laughs> Shit, yeah, we've we've from, from right. gimmick to to Canabry before, to go on last thing before we get into the questions then the panda pose is returning. Very quick oh, one for you. Well, yeah. We just need to make one more footnote. Oh, shit. Go on, go on. Spain, Premier League, oh, Italy coming so back. So much to talk about. 13th of June. 13th. Not quite, but oh. I can't believe I bet against a professional better. I know. I've, I was, never, I've learnt my lesson. You've, I, I, what was it? March the 2nd or 3rd, I <laughs> said football in the Premier League will return on June the 13th. Troop in the colour day because I knew what information to trust. I was four days out. I mean, that oh, is fairly incredible. You've survived. <laughs> Your hair survives. I got my clippers around here. I was ready to give you the 0.5 all over, but it's not going to happen. Mm, I feel very so, lucky. Yeah, so the mar- yeah, the market's thriving, isn't it? Because the EPL's back. So we're seeing loads of buyers going through on that. We'll then have Spain Italy. back in a couple of weeks as well. Spain back in a couple of weeks. And what, what was breaking news before we went on air is um, a French... Oh, there seems to be some movement in France... Um, but I don't know how official this is around professional sports returning on the 2nd of June. But listen, probably go and research that yourselves before you take my word for it. But there does seem to be some news in France. Interesting. So, I mean, we could know, have, we've got could have football on the that. 20th, not the 13th. We've got uh, uh, Spain on the is it 8th or 12th? One of those two dates. Yeah, yeah. And it's every single game is going to be on Sky as well. It's just, yeah, Every heaven, heaven year. for a lot, isn't it, really? Yeah, Are we going to have media this. cut back, aren't we, probably? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's one for just... to discuss after we've, 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 You know, we've got loads to discuss. Next Thursday. Next Thursday, I want to also pick your brains on the football calendar and how we're going to play that's that out. Yeah. Because we've got such a congested calendar transfer window. We need to nail that, especially for listeners and give them a helping hand. But mm. um, moving on to the Panda Poser. Go on. Well, now, football's, re- now football's returned. So many messages. Where did it go? Why did you stop it? Well, <laughs> we stopped it because football wasn't around. But really, this was. Just and also, a... I think it was. It was. You know, with uh, COVID in mind, there was so much. Like, yeah. To yeah. talk about in terms of this could that that was like a landmark moment for mm. index and like what was going on in the market with people withdrawing, people selling, etc. I yeah, think there was yeah. a um, a duty, I guess, for us to to talk a lot about that with yeah you know yeah. in a responsible way and and kind of try and i guess kind of calm down people to some extent with our thoughts yeah and we got asp on to talk about the mechanics and the business mm. model so that was all very relevant but people were clambering for this and they want to Go know on. the score of the past kind of six what, weeks what when we ran it. well i i had it as six nil to me but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will need to go back and verify the records. So, so I think this is unfair because I said to you... No, I, no, it's not could, unfair. No, no, no. As, as in you picking them is unfair. So yeah, but we, you we, had the arrogance to say to me, 
I will talk. I will explain any price. This is where this becomes. I didn't. I you didn't, did. I said, I I, came no, no, to you my words were I would play devil's advocate. No, you said I know the market <laughs> so well, Panda. I will be able to explain to you any price gap bullshit. and make a fool out of you. Oh, so, <laughs> so, with that in mind, I've been casting my eyes over the market this Ooh, week. Sorry, that the Premier League have just officially. Oh, go on, go on. But 17th. Is right, so 17. It's all safety requirements are in place. It will start that day. Wow, football football index to survive this uh, pandemic, not survive it, thrive in it. If you'd have told me that they could have launched M- uh, match engines or order book phase one, and have 20, 25 million come into the market with COVID nineteen around, I'd have probably laughed you out the room. I thought it was going to do very well because everyone's at home gambling on media, and there's no other sport or bookmakers around, but or not not in their same capacity, but yeah above my um above my dreams really so so epl's back so with epl in mind i've got a i've got premier league panda poser for you i've looked at these two players and this is the background to it and i've struggled as the listeners know i I can't get my head around the price gap so i need the guru mr fig to explain to me you know why there's why there's a difference okay and this is actually sponsored i reached out to a friend of mine in the market all right fi ben (laughs) <laughs> because i saw his format and i'm like wow that's way better than i used to do it so <laughs> i've lent on him and his wonderful data and have you basically said to ben give me one that fig can't beat no 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 <laughs> i go to ben and i say look i'm struggling with these two can you give me the data on them and then i'll, I'll let fig see if he can explain it so i need you to help me out on this one and tell me fig tamori at chelsea is one pound 64 Mason Holgate at Everton is 89p. Um, 23 and 22, similar similar grade defenders. Um, Holgate arguably the better chance of England. I mean, what, why why do, do we reckon? see that? Well, why, why do we see that 70p gap between? You them? think Holgate's got a better chance of playing for England? I will bet you. Actually, I shouldn't do this after I nearly lost, <laughs> but I will bet you Tamori gets more caps than Holgate over. There. Really? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I mean. Have you seen Holgate under Carlo Ancelotti? Yeah, but come on. Tamori's He's stepping up. Stronger, can... faster, technically better. Plays in a three, plays in a four, better defender. It's For me, it's a wrap. And what about... I, I, I thought you were going to give me a tough one. So, but PB average um, <laughs> of Holgate, 57 versus 47 Tamori. PB max, 169. Holgate versus 130 Tamori. Bit more of an assist and goal threat from Holgate. Um, mm. So... So you just base. So you actually think the price gap is warranted by yeah, the enhanced England think, caps and a better, Tamori, just a better player. Yeah, uh, Tamori also IPO'd high, didn't he? Yes, but now we've lost that. We've we? lost, we lost that. that. So that yeah. But I, I do. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think you know the fact that he is turning it in day in day out for a Champions League side rather yeah, than Everton yeah, is, is yeah. probably a good less chance for transfer Tamori. One day, Holgate could make a big transfer. One day, that is a good point. Yeah, I take mm. that on board. But mm-hmm. where would, where would you see Holgate going to? Because well. I could see him going to like a Tottenham, mm. <laughs> mm. which mm. I don't mm. know how good that is for someone's price. No, I'm not a sure. half. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I think that's a pretty straightforward one. I okay. Good. All right. Well, we shall see in five or six weeks. 
where those where those prices uh... is ben going to start picking the two players as well because i i think there's some inside well, we'll just... going on with, with you and ben. <laughs> we'll just... if, uh, if set fig up for fail give me give me a give me a couple of players we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in uh, in the week behind closed doors if if we want to just actually get given the players to debate and we can go away and do our own homework on it and try and come back is ben going to do is ben going to do one of these pictures after i believe so yeah i believe oh so. wow i'm excited yeah he'll probably is take it, it is... onto the podcast <laughs> Is right. it time for the questions? Oh, it must be. It must be. We've must we've rattled on today, but there's been a lot to discuss in the football world. Have you got them up, or should I should I go while you stall while you? Uh... Uh, I have. Um, I've got them up now. Oh god, there's so many. We're left to one from Fik K Brown on. on Discord. Go on. If the Premier League was to return and finish around the first of August. Mm. When do you expect the new season to begin? We said Attent- to leave this the next week, but I want to want to. I want your uh, I want your prediction. Yeah, probably September the fourth or fifth. <laughs> I think we'll have. I, li- I like the specificity in. All well, I've got all the Saturdays, kind of Sundays, and my, answers. My wall is just a calendar of charts and numbers, and I'm just thinking here. They've had fa- a fairly big off season now. You don't need to have a huge off season. All of the tours have been cancelled to Asia. All that you know, the the, the long distance North America. So I think four weeks is more than enough downtime to turn it around again. Oh, wow. The BBC are going to show four live Premier League games upon the Premier League's next month. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, of the 92 remaining fixtures. Which These is players amazing, are going to fly. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think? I think, I think? I think four to five weeks maximum, and then we get going again because they've got to obviously squeeze in the season before Euro 2021. Mm. Look, I'm not going to argue with that date. I reckon you'll be three or four days out either side, maybe. Okay. Um, FBI trader, look forward to it, guys. The show, I think he means. What's your thoughts on the recent trend of underpriced versus overpriced spats on Twitter recently, and people using stats analysis to pump and depump players, um, or is it just egocentric bias at play? Thanks. Uh, bit of a bit of the latter, isn't it? Um, FBI trader is probably insinuating that. I think that people are always going to argue about different things on Twitter because it's such a free kind of platform isn't it um mm. and football index mm. is no different when you have money at stake sadly sometimes these things happen don't they yeah yeah I, yeah i guess i guess it is I, I do think half of people love the debate but clearly half are just fairly i don't know maybe it's being a bit harsh is there some insecurity on their holds and they feel the need to defend them i mean mm. some of my holds but i've always know, found that weird because you don't have to hold them if you feel like you need to back up a player on Twitter, I yeah, feel well, like you don't truly. Well, I'm not. I, I say this. I don't know about that. No, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just didn't know why. Why though? Like one tweet is not fr- gonna. What, it's not, but it does. Frust- but of course, it's not. But it can be frustrating, kind of. Like if I've got a very strong opinion about a player, and I notice four or five tweets just that I think are plain wrong about him. I'm going to want to reply. I mean, I don't That's do fair. that anymore because, to be honest, I can't be bothered. And I hope that people hammer the players I'm on because I can buy more cheaper. Um, <laughs> that's the honest truth. I mean, I was purposefully vague on a question last week. I don't know if anyone noticed. There's a player that I stay very quiet on. I don't want you to say the name, but in case you know. But the more that he's hammered for his PB scores and the more people worry about him, you know, I'm, you know, let him crash. And then I'll, I'll pick more up cheap. So bastard i don't know about this uh underpriced I, I think it's inevitable everyone's got a, a right to defend their player they, they believe they're right there's egos at play 
Um, so yeah, everyone wants to be right. No one ever wants to be wrong. No, I suppose they don't. No, although we are. Well, however you know, big or small your ego is, like no one ever. Like when I when we did all our when we've done all our shit predictions on this show mm, for mm. the last like ten weeks or so, I I didn't want to be wrong on any of them, did I? So no, no. Even, you, whether or not I care about it that much, but this really is matter, but this is going to be this is going to go on until the end of time. I mean. You know, you either need to step away from Twitter, probably, if it really bothers you, or, yeah. or just continue with it. Because even back in the day, poor Sam Richards, who nailed a lot of these young players, you know, he was hammered. And then, you know, people were hammered for buying Sancho last August. Or where's his... I don't see any dividends. You know, what, what's that price about? You know, and... I mean, the most recent one has been Rashford, hasn't it? Six right. months ago. No yeah, right. no, exactly. Him. Things change so quickly, yeah. Um, a lot of people just got... Nothing better to do, probably, in there. But I, I think this week has been really fun. It's been good spirited. But probably spent too long on that. It's not a quick fire one, is it? Uh, fi underscore ll, who I really recommend following. He's a good bloke. Football is index he? ll mm. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, smart guy. Okay, smart guy. If you say so. Football index enthusiast, finance fanatic, mm. consistently above all market growth. Wow, you know, spitting facts there. Or is uh, what's he say? Being... I'm, I'm sorry, said, I zoned out said, then. <laughs> He said, finance fanatic in his bio, and he says, consistently above all market growth. Oh, right. I, wow. thought, I thought that was a question. I doubt he is, but I thought that was a question. <laughs> I was, I, I was like, he rhetorical said, he said, He said, favourite book you've read recently? Oh. Um, mm. That isn't about spiders. <laughs> mm. I read the uh, Andre Agassi autobiography, which is random. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about I'm you? In the middle, I'm in the middle of super forecasting. Oh, yeah, I, you said um, that. Yeah, my yeah. my life check story. Out the, uh, t- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the life stories. Check out tools and resources on the uh, footballindex.com, footballindexguide.com. Okay, uh, website. you can see some good reading there. But that's the one that I'm reading at the minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, where are we? Rick Steele, chilling. Rick is Bernardo Silva a good FI hold? Such a low value for a good player. I hold for your information. Cheers. Was this one of our answers to the best player with the worst price on FI? I think it was. It was mine, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that's what, you know, you know, it's just what it is. Uh, he's in a, t- I just think that when you're in a team like Man City, um, where there is so much competition and you've got a, a manager who's a bit silly, isn't he? A bit funny with this kind of rotation and uh, how he feels about players, you know, doesn't like Mendy, doesn't like Sane, um, you know, calls Phil Foden the best player he's ever seen, including Messi, and then never plays him. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to... Um, it's, it, it becomes hard to value these players. But it also, I think, talked about it um, last week with Football Index Phoenix. Great pod if you haven't listened to it yet. But we talked about kind of the death of the 10. And I saw a Bernardo Silva at Monaco who was so dominant in that kind of free role or sometimes as an inverted winger. And he's been turned into a slight workhorse under Guardiola, someone who does as much off the ball and he does on the ball. And I want to see him in that kind of um, either that uh, advanced eight, like David Silva's kind of done in the in the in the in the tail end of his career or that 10. And I think it's harder and harder when you look at City's squad to kind of peg him into either one of those holes and yeah th- which has meant he has to play out wide which has impacted his pb score, i think he's it? a fair value he, he seems to struggle to string together big pb scores and, and big yeah. pb dividend hauls and then you've also got the issue that media at city seems to be a little bit of a black hole doesn't it man city players don't generally seem to get huge headlines i guess sterling do you aside think it would change to to do that i think it would have to take like a bloody mbappe going to city yeah i think that i think that honestly i wonder if newcastle have if the takeover goes through something about newcastle and 
the, the atmosphere, the city coming alive, they could probably have an equal media pool fairly quickly, uh, you know, alongside City. Grammatically, that was a poor sentence, but like, Newcastle uh, have got media potential, I believe, under the right owners, if, the, if they were buzzing. Something about City, they're, just, they're the second club, aren't they, in, in the city of Manchester, and they don't sell out midweek Champions League games. I just, it would take something big to, to make them a big media club. Um, to Kaiser here, uh, what are your thoughts, Fig, on the Fig pod curse? Do some traders get a bit carried away with themselves, their knowledge and trading abilities after they've been on the pod? Uh, I mean, have you gotten carried away? <laughs> to an extent, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, you say you say fans, and we only <laughs> <laughs> you say that we've got fans. <laughs> Uh, I'd say you've been going. I mean, look, like it's when a lot of people praise you and a lot of people message you and, and suddenly you, you feel like the man. Of course, it feels great. And of course, you're going to become more confident in your um, in your thoughts because a lot of people agree with them or compliment them. I think it's only natural, isn't it? Like, I I think so. I don't I, think I, I, I think that, you know, when we first started doing the, the, the Panda cast, right, this this podcast, yeah, Panda cast Extra, yeah. yeah. You know, you must have felt more confident the next time you went on after all the the good, the good grace that you, yes, you had but, in the first episode. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that maybe people don't always realise my sarcastic tone, but you know, you try and laugh. <laughs> you do try and laugh at yourself and and take the piss out of yourself a bit. And I th there, you've definitely had some guests that go on and then they turn into the Wolf of Wall Street and their facts, their opinions are facts and you can't argue with them and they don't make mistakes. I think the fig pod curse, which I hadn't heard that phrase before, but I think it's got validity. No one's going to want to come on after this. No, no. Oh dear. All right. Got some great, great guest crack coming on. I'll though, bet actually. you have. Yeah. I'll keep them, keep them under wraps, but got them, got them, got them really, okay. you know, knows how to pick them. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, until the curse strikes. Um, right. Um, we've got a, my turn, Yeah, it? we've got a race, I think. I think we've got 10 or 12 minutes here to absolutely motor. Yeah, oh, bloody hell. FI Headhunter. Yes. Do you think as you got the date of the Prem return so close Thank you. should have to shave his head anyway? No, I, d I don't think so, really. I mean, I don't want him round here. Isn't because... it, can I just say, though, isn't it funny how you don't get that many compliments for being so close, but if you were a month off, I would have ridiculed you? Isn't that funny? And kind of like That's, humans are so used to I know, I know. ridiculing wrongness. But if it's yeah. a near miss or correct, you don't really get that many props. You don't. Do you? And it's the same in the media, isn't it? You know, if you're a footballer, you're built up, built up. You can have eight good performances. As soon as you have a couple of stinkers, you get absolutely hammered. Um, mm. Mm. It goes to the territory. Go on. It goes to the territory. No, no, you should. Do I have to? No, you don't. I don't want, number one, you I, don't, get it right. I, don't, I don't want you over here with your germs spreading what you've got. <laughs> tooth infections and wisdom teeth germs all over me. And second... <laughs> And secondly, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave the locks. I was wrong. Wrong is wrong mm. in my book. I never gave myself wrong a buffer. Wrong. Yeah, so. Close but no cigar. Correct, correct. Um, Index Canary. Um, how how have you found the ME? I'm finding it difficult to build a large position at any big discount and hard to resist the buy it now urge when you think you've found value. Just supply and demand, isn't it? You're never going to be able to build a position on a really, really big discount. No, it's ne not really ever going to happen. But how have you? No, but how have you found it overall? <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed. It. I haven't done as much bid buying as I'd hoped. I mean, I, I've released a, a kind of a matching engine 
bank builder challenge thing where I'm trying to turn two thousand pounds into ten thousand only oh, wow. using bids. Okay, which um which has been fun. That on that account, uh, which has been really really fun. I've uh, enjoyed it and got some bargains. And I actually surprisingly managed to pick up Erdegaard at three ninety six on the way up mm. with a bid, which was really interesting. I think I discussed it with Lee, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um. And I think it's gonna. This is only the first stage, which is such a such an exciting thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, to answer Index Canary, I've loved it. I think it's also been difficult on certain players to get any big discount. And you know, if a, if the market is running away and there's FOMO or there's a trigger event, you just have to buy at full price from the market because otherwise you're going to leave your bid in and you're going to miss twenty or thirty p of a rise. So there are always going to be times where you have to move to the market. That's going to become a bigger factor when we get a two percent buy commission come in at the end of july that's when i think we'll see real rockets at the top end but yeah it's difficult there are certain holds that i've managed to slowly accumulate but they're the ones that have not been on the timeline or not getting attention so i think what you said is accurate but i've loved them i've managed to pick up some bargains and it's opened up the lower end to me i know the lower end i'm not an expert in and i genuinely believe in sticking to your strengths in life but there are just a few players down there that I've been unable to resist. So I have operated the sub one pound zone for the first time in probably a year. So it opens up new avenues of, of um, revenue and profit. So I think it's great. But he's, he's, he's right. It is quite difficult on hot players to build large positions. Making money is not supposed to be easy, is it? Not this easy, no. <laughs> um, um, it's my side, isn't it? Yeah cheeky bugger um fi gardener what is worse back pain or tooth pain tooth pain tooth tooth pain, tooth pain is absolutely I've horrific both. i've not um, had a lot of it but in my life with my strong this, this hygiene. Is the first pod i'm recording yeah fucking wisdom tooth infection in ages yeah tooth like three weeks yeah tooth pain easy answer there oh i didn't buy a water pick i told you didn't i we had a water flosser who calls it a water pick isn't that like a uh, u.s term I've been told no. I've been told by the professionals, and that is the that is the that is the case. No, really, I, mate. I told you, I've had dentists in my DMs. Yeah, but professional all right. And are you sure they're proper dentists, not just botch hatchet men that work down alleyways? <laughs> and these proper, you know, well, I, can, educa- I can assure you that Ali is a qualified. Dentist. Oh, I don't know if he used to be honest. I don't know if he's some <laughs> backstreet butcher man. Um, but yeah, Walter he did picks. say to me, "I'll take them both out for you." Off, I bet he did. So I was he- like. <laughs> Where's he going to take me? Yeah, exactly. London, London Dungeons. That's the way he operates, to be honest. You don't want to trust everything he does about dentistry. <laughs> He's but. just going to turn up my house with a little toolbox, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, tooth pain for me. You? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I agree. FI Maximizer. How do you guys account for dividend increases when valuing a player on career dividends? What's a fair assumption for dividend increases short to medium term? Oh, so hard to say, isn't it? Be pure guesswork. But what I do is I take on every previous percentage increase, um, and then I'd work out com- with compounding in in there, and I'd try and work out what the market cap will max at, um, and I try to kind of do the percentages up there if that makes sense, and then I'd plot player prices against that. Yeah. Uh, if i wanted to do it i haven't done that no no I, can I, do, but I, I probably someone would like ju- someone like joel for example from uh football index edge could do that on the back of his hand yeah I'm pretty sure he could i I'm probably would just look at one or two ahead or maybe just use a kind of blended average to to work out the increase over the next 10 years but i tend mm. to not even move that far 
Um, so I, I think this summer, I don't know, my estimates are about 50% uplift this summer. Maybe that's wow. Maybe that's really? too strong, but we, we shall see. I've been wrong. I'm not very good at these announcements. You, you have guesses, been wrong, <laughs> but um, I, th- I think they can. I think they can move it significantly with the cash they've had in. But not that I want to put them under pressure. But I'm excited about what we've got on offer. EFC Index, who's a big fan of the show, yes, been telling me uh, ketchup. Does it belong in the fridge? <sighs> wow, that has stumped me. Um... <laughs> Tomatoes full of lycopene. Does the lycopene transfer to the ketchup? Probably so. Do you want that cold? I'm going to say yes. Marginally, it does belong in the fridge. Probably cold, right? Yeah, it's a nice contrast, isn't it? Like it looks good, I think, when you wear dark t-shirts and like light trousers, or vice versa. And I think it's good when you've got hot food and a cold dip. So I think contrasts are good in life. So I think you know, keep it in the fridge. Do you want to know something? Go on. I don't like ketchup. What? Strange <laughs> creature, aren't you? But the thing is, I'm not a fussy eater at all. No, but you just, I just don't like ketchup. A lot, a lot, of, like, a lot of sugar I'll in eat it. anything. Yeah. I eat anything, but I just don't like ketchup, really. Wow. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. I just don't like it. I, have it on my scramble. I used to love it when I was a kid. I have, I it, I have it on my scrambled egg. Um, oh, God, that is disgusting. Uh, G- Sorry. G. Pirlo, Ginger Pirlo, who, got to say, I've enjoyed some of your tweets this week, and... Sometimes I don't enjoy his tweets because I don't, I don't agree with his valuation methodologies and what he says. But he's been tweeting quite beautifully. Sorry, he's been trading quite beautifully. It looks like recently. Um, if there was a dividend increase, which we've just spoken about, topical, would you prefer that football index increase the current payouts or they brought in tiered PB? Increase the current payouts. I just don't. I don't see tiered PB with this current PB matrix, and I don't see the matrix changing in the next eighteen to twenty-four months. So mm, mm. I just don't see tiered PB. I, I f- can't. Uh, yeah, I, I love EJ, and um, I don't. You know, but and he's one for tiered PB. That's why I bring it up. I think he tweeted this week. Um, he did tweet the question actually. Should you I, know, I find it? You can find it. But to me, I I can't stand the idea of tiered PB. But you know, I think that if you increase the carrot that's on offer and you make these payouts bigger, I think it creates more volatility, more excitement. I'm all for offering, you know, um, a player of the month or another form of mechanic to kind of boost those baseliners or the lower end. But I think you've got to reward the wins and get that excitement going at weekends. You're not going to compete with gambling and bookmakers and accumulator wins, but by gosh, I think that volatility and excitement and chasing big wins is the way to go. So I would just increase the current mechanics. Mm, mm. Um, I think Serie A's just been confirmed to come back on the 13th wow or the 20th mm. one of the two mm, wow mm. wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah 13th or the 20th so bloody hell you're, you're good at this uh, I mean speaking of EJ good uh, good, uh, good little segue yeah uh, hi guys big fan of the show mm. warms my heart that oh, when yeah. do you think phase two of order books will be announced and then implemented and what do you expect it to tell I was very impressed that they got the ME away so soon with minimal issues I had planned on 2021 given the situation we are in mm. uh, good question we, we spoke about some of the bells and whistles that can be added to it so I won't repeat all of those but I think we'll get some form of full announcement maybe on the 18th or 20th of July you know a week or two before the 31st um the interesting part of all this is the dynamics around the media change and the review, the PB media review that I think Mike accidentally tweeted, then deleted that they're going to consider. We'll find out a lot more from Adam Cole on the 2nd of June next week. 
But my guess would be market depth, visibility, potentially, and um, a, a, you know, an, an enhanced experience with some of the tweaks they can make. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Robert Cheese right. Um, what will FI announce midway through recording? Well, sadly, there's nothing. That's not really a question. How's the power... We've had a few football announcements. That's there. true. We've had loads. Yeah, that's true. How's the power washer, washer situation? Well, um, I haven't done any this week, so I can't update you there, but I will be buying a K5 and an extra long Lance next year. Have you taken on any other household maintenance DIY tasks? No, sadly not, I'm afraid. Have you? <laughs> done no. any DIY? No. I haven't, no. No. Sorry, no, Robert. I can't. Nothing this week. Over to you. Sorry. It's uh, I'm not a, I'm not that much of a DIY man, even though I did an engineering degree. Um, mm. Just don't really enjoy it. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've had a few, got a few projects that mm. I, I can't. I need to keep on the wraps for now, but you know, mm. we'll uh, we'll see how they go out. They're not quite DIY. They're they're building. Okay. But um, yeah, uh, got a question here from Soccer Index: Best football advert of all time. Oh, probably the Brazilians that went through the airport. I I like that oh. one. Or, or the other one that jumps to my mind is the the scorpion they played in a cage. Do you remember that one? Mm. It was like a mm. three a side match in a cage. It was yeah. those. It was those Nike. No, I think they were yeah. Nike adverts. Those lot. There was Chaka like Benito ones. I think it was those. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is the Thierry Henry and Eric Cantona. Jogger Benito, it's, I think it's called Honor. Right. I've got it up on YouTube. And when I saw this question pop up just yeah. before we were, before you came online, yeah. I watched it about seven times in a row. And it's it's just so good. It's uh like it's like a on on pavement FIFA street type fiber side in a cage game. Thierry Marie comes on and he's wearing these really, really baggy like trousers mm. and these um and these total ninety astroturfs and he's like you know skilling everyone up like nutmegging everyone and then he does this like weird like kicks it against his own foot and it like spins up in the air and goes into the goal from like a really hard angle and it's just i remember seeing that as a kid and being like wow that's amazing um so but that... yeah i love that advert that's the one yeah yeah fair fair i've just seen something here that's shaken me james index james i'm interested in your top three predictions for media review maybe two safe and one rogue and then Robert Cheese writes, there's no predictions they make a save given their track record. <laughs> and then James has got, I saw this actually, it can't be any worse than Pandas. I tell you what, that's mute for both of them for a week. That's absolutely despicable language. But you can answer, what are your top three predictions for the media review? What do you mean top three? How can I have three? Oh, about the media yes. review. Sorry. Oh, I thought so. You always phase yeah. out about this time of the show. No, 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 no. So I read it. I I heard it. Oh, right. You cut out. You cut out slightly, admittedly. But oh, okay. I heard it slightly. Is in um, what are my predictions on the like extension or non-extension of quintuple media? Right. Media madness. Right. So, actual media review. Okay. So, I if I'm okay. Two safe predictions. First name, second name. That's gone. Second safe prediction. Sentiment scoring is fixed. Right. Yep. Out there prediction. Yep. <sighs> Go out on a whim, huh? Um, we will see the UK papers down to 50% or under as a part of the, mm. the source pool. Mm -hmm. Do you know, not, I can't disagree with you there. I think the first two are ironclad. 
And the th- they can't not happen. If they don't do that, then I don't know what they're doing. Correct. And I do think the weighting and the source pooling is going to change, and that's going to throw a bit of a curveball into the market. So. Because eventually we have to, surely, Panda, for this to be a global product, yeah. 20% yeah. for each five, yeah. for each league. Right? We, we will. And we probably know the names of who may um, benefit from a change in the pooling of papers. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Can't disagree there, I'm afraid. Um, football... Dexter football isn't in... it my turn oh sorry go on go on you're you're go you're, on uh, I was getting carried away pa- your partner in crime F.I. Ben ah oh, F.I. Ben man what a mind guacamole or hummus <sighs> guacamole I would say really good guac is really good but if I was to buy from Sainsbury's mm. some guacamole and mm. some hummus I like the hummus more I'm not sure but if they're but I'm not sure if they're both a bit yuppy it don't taste of a lot does it guacamole Mm. You know, it's a bit trendy. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it reminds me of going Shoreditch and paying twenty five quid for this pizza and get guacamole on dip. The... <sighs> I don't really know, to be honest. I've become a massive fan of sour cream and chive in the lot in the past eighteen months. Yeah, yeah, it's quite Is nice. that rogue. No, it's quite I, nice. I'd have that over guac. I quite like those M and S dips. You get like four of them in a in a oh, kind of yeah. square. I don't what's know what... the what's the yellowish one? It's like nearly burger sauce. Yeah, like... I don't know what it's called. It's nice though. It's like good. Yeah. Um. Duh, duh, duh. Just looking for any questions that big that we missed. There's been a few here about Sancho. Am I concerned about his weight? Um, I'm not concerned. I think he's been injured and hasn't been able to work on his fitness. And it's a blip for me, and it doesn't bother me at all. But you should go and look at pictures. Uh, this is for you, Fig, and the listeners. Go and look up Kevin De Bruyne today. He looks huge. No way. He is massive. Where? On Twitter. On Twitter. Let me send you this. You won't believe this. What, as in fat or? Yeah. You, honestly, this is going to shock people. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's he's ballooned. Bloody, wow. He's absolutely ballooned. I mean, he's going to be six goodness. weeks away from fitness. Look at wow. look at Willian as well. Look at Willian as well. Hold on. Send me a picture of Willian. I need to. Let me send. I've sent you a DM of him. Look at Willian. Look at the gut on him. He's had too much M&M. Oh, my word. <laughs> He's had too... They've been eating too much M&M. He's massive. Oh, massive. my word. So, been... Willian's been having a few guacks, hasn't he? Yeah. So... Kevin De Bruyne. I don't know if it's the angle. No, but... it's not the angle. It's about four stone there. <laughs> the tweets, Kevin De Bruyne, more like Kevin De Fat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I find it, I find it, you know, they'll all lose it. But these, these footballers have been locked up. You've not got the facilities there or the means to train. It's going to happen. Did you see, did you see Luca Torreira though? Oh, what a magnificent body. Quite sexual. Did you see him? Uh, yeah, I've seen him. And did you Bloody see, did hell. you see Sergio Ramos? No. Oh, no, he just looks brilliant as per usual. Did you see Lacazette? Does he look good? He's, he's looking in great tip top condition. Show you another one that looks really good. Um, Vinicius. <laughs> he's been working out. so um i want to see more balloons though that's what i don't want i'm not really you know i can't i can't really laugh at lacazette being in tip no i mean i can't laugh i've ballooned but then again i'm not paid one hundred eighty thousand a week am i so oh my word <sighs> well <laughs> kevin de bruyne he needs to do some running doesn't he so many questions we couldn't get around to i'm afraid um should we do one more each mm, yeah i mean sotd asked me about these boxing jackets he keeps Badgering me about how many I've got, but I'm going to ignore that one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... 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 
do you think Germany expansion is too far away? I think it's miles away. Yeah, I think at least 18 months away. Wow. Okay. Do you think it's close? No. I don't uh, think it's I, I don't think, think it's, it's I don't think it's that far though. Maybe it's not too far, but like 18 Q1 months minimum. 2021. Q1 2021. Yeah, I don't think I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, and can then I, can I can we finish on this one? Let's please sorry. finish. Yeah, wrap up on a good one. Uh, F, uh, Fi Tommy Stags. Okay. Do you guys have any questions for Adam Cole when his Q and A happens next week? I just want to shout out quickly. Dry off your cheek at dry off your cheek. He said you mentioned last week that you have a data spiel, Panda. What is it? Um, so you've answered that. I've one, answered right? my data spiel. Yeah. Tommy Stags. Uh, what the question about uh, yeah. what I'm going to ask Adam, Adam Cole. Cole? Yeah, I'm, what you, what's your one question? I'm going to repeat my question from December and ask him how the media review is going, and do we are we any closer to a date on when the announcement might occur? I'm very keen on that because it massively affects the valuations of a lot of players on the index. So I, I want to know that. What are you going to ask? I would. The dividend review. Okay. I yeah, think yeah, I good questions. Know whether or not that is yeah. in the still firmly in the plans. Good questions. Well, mm. thank well, one hour twenty. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you to all the lovely fans, lovely questions. Hopefully, I've not upset too many people on Kimmichgate. <laughs> I don't think you have. No, I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Well, uh, where can people find out more about you? Oh, I'm sure if they, ju- I always say it. Just search for Panda. Uh, you'll find it somewhere. <laughs> if, I, if I search Panda on Twitter, does that actually it? work? There's quite a lot of weird. Pandas. Weirdly, a lot of like crypto accounts. Oh. Fierce Panda Records. No, that's Sporting Panda then. Go on, man. I'll play along. <laughs> you do need a rebrand, don't you, Sin? Surely. Surely. At, be, at 5,000 followers, a, I'll rebrand. You're a media star. You need no. to employ young Matthew, don't you? I do. I do. Sure, I'm, I'm going to rebrand. Well, uh, <sighs> thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Just remember, Football Index is a gambling platform. I forgot to plug The Athletic. Uh, if you guys want to check out The Athletic and get yourself a cheeky discount, head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig. You get it for £2.49 a month if you go for the annual uh, you know, deal, which is a bargain, and they've just posted some really, really... I've really enjoyed that article about Harry Kane. Oh, I haven't read it. I'll read it later, but we spoke yeah, about him last really week. Good. Really, really good. Spoke about him with uh, the Kaiser's question, didn't he? To, uh, yes. Who was it? To uh, the man himself, uh, Nature Boy. Oh, that was it. But yes. anyway, I won't bore you anymore. Thank no. you very much, everyone. <laughs> Cheers, have a great day.